Hello and welcome to the Every Other Saturday podcast for a brand new episode this week. Um, where football returned, um, but not in the way we wanted it to. Uh, we'll break down the game last night against Aberdeen, ended in a draw. Um, a, a lot to talk about. Um, and then on the transfer front as well, maybe um, after we obviously speak about the game, there's a bit to talk about in the transfer window. Um, obviously, John Suter joined the club as well. Uh, we'll give our thoughts on that. And then looking forward to obviously still an Albion on Friday. Uh, small time frame to bounce back, but um, probably the ideal game for us to get back on track, you would hope. As always, if you could like, subscribe uh, and share about for us, it very much appreciated. So first, uh, starting off, obviously, Aberdeen. Football returned, which was the main thing. Obviously, a long way off of the football. Um, the team came out. I, I was excited to see James Sands, first off. Uh, in for the off, like, I don't feel that we've really done that often. We sign a new player and he goes straight in for his debut, especially at Aberdeen away. What was your thoughts on on the lineup first? It was what I expected, as we say, Jordy was away after Cup of Nations. Um, and obviously, we were out with Arfield uh, and Davis, so did expect it probably might get thrown into the deep end um, last night. And obviously, I did. But I, uh, team, I was, as I say, we were the front three in the defence, it was no problem. Midfield, as I say, it was a bit. It's a bit better in it at a moment in time. Aye, pretty much exactly what you expected. The back four stayed uh, as as Sands came in. Um, you were expecting somebody there uh, a company Kamara sort of holding back Hadji in the middle, and then the front three was um, as expected as well. But it was clear to see for the open sort of fifteen minutes, even before we scored, and it was a gamey very poor quality let's say scrappy Aberdeen knew, knew what they were doing they had the crowd there I, th- I knew it was going to be a tough game to start off with it always is up there but they had the crowd behind them um, they looked probably the more likely to go take the game is um, and then obviously they had a penalty shout and then we go up and score which again I don't see this much sort of discussion about anything if it's not about Rangers like I'm watching the replays of that and I, I can't fathom how Chris Boyd and that are saying that's a penalty. Like McGregor goes for the ball and the boy jumps out of the way and he shits it. Like that, that's his, I thought at the time though, looking at the referee, I could understand why he would give that off the naked eye. But looking mm. back, it's never a penalty. No, it's never a penalty. Um, I don't care really what, what pundits are saying. I can't believe, as I say, Derek McInnes finally he gets a job and he's still commentating a just don't get it, but um, no, it's never a penalty. No, for me, and the way the game was going last night, you, I wouldn't have been shocked if that referee had given that. To be honest with you, disgusting performance for the referee for me. Um, mm-hmm. But no, nowhere near a penalty, mate. Nah, nah, that wasn't a penalty. And then obviously we break up the, the end of the part, but the only real bit of quality in the full game, you could say, <laughs> like the only time uh-huh. we actually looked like doing anything. Obviously, the switch over to Scott Wright. Morello's done well to link the play. Good crossover to Ryan Kent. Bit of quality in. Hadji anticipates it. And we're one up. Surprised, to be honest with you, because we started the game very poorly, but you'll take it at that point. We didn't see out the first half. We nothing much. You control for either team. It was back and forth. Came out in the second half, and the second half was, was shocking. Probably the worst. Well, not even a question. The worst we've played under Van Bronckhorst so far. Um and probably the only time so far I'll give Van Bronckhorst criticism um, for, for what he done last night. Like, we were at a point in the game where if we get the next goal, the game's done. Uh, when he when he makes that sub with John Lundstrom, if, if we go and push for the next goal, the game is all but done. Um, 
but I just don't like this way we were getting a goal and setting off teams. Again, mm. we get punished for it last night. We could have got punished for it um, any other time at Hearts. We, we scored two, obviously, that day and, and we were fine, but they still came and they hurt us and they could have scored multiple times. I don't like this mm. for, for Varane Broncos teams. I don't like setting up the way where score a goal and, and try and defend it. I want to go out and I want to, I want to punish teams. And at that time, John Lundstrom was not the sub to make. Although I thought he was going to start well, the game, I don't feel like it was a sub to make. No, definitely. I agree with you 100% on what you said. Probably was the worst football we've played under Van Broncos so far. Um, but if I look at that bench, really, I didn't really have any real options, did he, really? If we're looking at it, I don't know. I just I don't feel there was anything really there. As I say, I think the massive miss is Jordy Bo. Um, and also we want to do well at the Cup of Nations, but we do need him back, of course. But um, I, it wasn't the right sub to make, as I said. You could have rotated the team in a different way. Um, as the way the game was going, as I said, just knew it wasn't going to be all night for, for the first 15 minutes, mate. I just knew. As I said, the referee performance was disgusting. And then our actual performance wasn't the best. The only bit of quality we really had, as I said, was a goal. Um, and that was, it looked like something off the training ground that had worked. Um Thumbs up for Hadji, though. Um, no, but, no, no. no, it was just, it was awful last night. It wasn't, as I say, I don't know, I was a bit nervous, but obviously the whole breaks, and I thought to myself, just hope we can we can recover. And there's plenty of time off, and we should be should be up and kicking, but yeah, it's it just the, the, best game it's the fact that we've missed crucial players in crucial areas in that game. Like, if we have a Scott Arfield, a Stephen Davis, mm-hmm. obviously Joe Rebo as well, like, like they they match Scott Brown, Lewis Ferguson, whoever was in that midfield for for a battle in there. I just don't feel that like we had the right. Obviously, James Sands will will go on to him. Obviously, for his first start, he done no wrong. To be honest with you, he get stuck in. He he looked good. A first start, like you're not expecting the guy to have it all straight away. Like he, he was composed. I thought he done all right. Um, Glenn Kamara had a really quiet night. Um, and then Yanis Hadji, obviously, he he scores the goal, but. In that middle, I'm just I need more quality for Hadji. Like when I mean, he's picking up the ball and he's he's just no get that yard of pace to get by anybody. Like it's it's frustrating at times. Um, and I thought that was really his moment after he scored the goal and everyone like look Aribo, that's where you would have been playing. Now he's filling in pretty well, but he didn't really last for the the full ninety. And uh, I just feel that looking at it, probably should have had a John Lundstrom in there for the start somebody that's not afraid to to really get in and have a battle he's a hard man midfielder I felt that was a perfect sort of option to have not bring him on and try and see the game out when we've still got loads of football to play I just can't get fathom um, that at all but taking away for the football as we, we've touched on the, the refereeing performance again was despicable and this isn't just to to us in general like Kevin Clancy is a referee for the majority of the Scottish league everybody would want him gone this happens to everybody in, in the league he's a really really poor ref like far too card happy like yellow cards for nothing like the one with Ryan Kent where he's he's trying to get by Scott Brown he leaves a bit on him he, he slaps in the face like he gets a yellow card for that but then Johnny Hayes elbows Borna Barisic and That's he busts fine. his nose open and then which I thought was funny uh, for that one Obviously, Borna's still arguing with the ref. His nose is gushing. He's like, what, what do you want me to do? Sends him off the park, and we've got nine men on the park for the last free kick of the game. I thought, again, that's just laughable in its own, but no consistency with the with the decisions given. Referee, as soon as he gives a yellow card as early as, as the one he gave with Hadji, I think when he get in the front of the ball, it just spells the end of the game's gone. He's far too card-happy. Then never let the game really 
flow out. That's because, why we didn't get the best game last night. I know, listen, for me, it was, as you said, too hard, too uh, card happy. And he was just letting the players dictate the game. He was allowing the likes of Scott Brown to dictate the game and, and how it was going. And it's not just, I would say, him. I would say majority of the referees, I would say, down in England and up here, is, they're shocking. It's absolutely, we've got to be, I mean, the worst, they've got to be some of the worst referees in the world. I'm sorry, I just, I can't, I can't back it. He, he gave any the crowd pressure, he gave into the player pressure for me, too easy, he didn't allow the game to flow as we say, it wasn't, the game wasn't flowing, it wasn't uh, um, usually, usually I mean the last couple of times we've been up there, I think whoever's been refereeing, I think the game's flowed a wee bit, they have pulled cards and whatever you but I just thought that guy's performance last night was disgusting as a referee um, and I mean as a referee you've got to have a bit of gusto about you, you'd be like, no that's not a foul, play on, let's go let's continue to go, especially this kind of game where you know it's going to be a bit rough and tumble, um, and that's what we're talking about. Is to say in the middle of the park, probably could have used with somebody like Scott Arfield. Um, also, Scott Byrne went went running when he seen Calvin Bassey step up to him. He thought, "No, nah, I don't want any of that." So, my boy Bassey letting him know. That's all I'm saying. I know it's just it's the way you look at it. It's it's a poor it's a poor way to start back for the break because how good were we? Like, obviously, up until that the break, we came back. We look we look poor, but it's missing players. I I don't know. But there's a lot to look at. Not only that, right? Apparently, as I said last night uh, on the broadcast, that there was scouts for Man United, Leeds, Southampton, mm-hmm. and all that there, and they're looking at that right back for Aberdeen, but also just the actual game and the refereeing. They must have been looking at it and fucking hell, man! Can't even get to play. No, so no. it was just that. Honestly, five minutes with that ref, I deem a big sliding tackle. I tell you that. And honestly, it was it was a poor, poor refereeing performance, poor night all round in general on the park. Okay. And I seen obviously people like to overreact when we get a bad result, um, which I think we all do when the whistle blows. We all give our thoughts immediately. But I, I seen a, a good few tweets yesterday, basically saying, "Look, we've went to Tynecastle, we've went to Livingston, Hibs, and all that, and we've only dropped points once." And it was against Aberdeen last night. You would have took that looking at the get the fixtures, being like, look, we've got a tough pile up here. If we manage to win all of them or stay unbeaten in all of them, you would take that. And I agree, as long as this doesn't start like sort of a trend where we, we drop any more points, like you'll take obviously not every team's going to play like we did last season. Like that was just mental how we even achieved that. Like um we're going to have our off days. It's, it's a title race we're in now. Um We've got to respect that as well. So, um, I it was it was a poor night all round, but there's just can't be any more of them. No, there can't be any more of them, mate. And it's it's one of them, as I say, as I look at. I think but Aberdeen are probably one of the only teams we've dropped real points to in it at home. And uh, twice so, this season, we've still beaten. Twice, I so it's. I mean, it's disappointing on that front against Aberdeen, but at the same time, I do look at it as you say. For me, first game back. You're probably freezing up there. I know I'm not wanting to make excuses. I should be turning up and playing for the badge, obviously. But for me as well, first game back, I, I don't really see it as maybe a downward slope. I think it's just getting themselves back into that fitness and that sharpness. I mean, we've said it on the podcast, these games should have been played when they were scheduled to be played. We won't get into that, but um, mm-hmm. aye, it is what it is, mate. It was a bad night at the office. That's all I think it was. I think the players should be ready to go. And also, we've got a quick game coming up a massive game when you look at it in terms of Adam more silverware mm. and Gio trying to do something that um, Gerard couldn't do and that's get a cup back at Ibrox absolutely and just before we obviously finish on the Aberdeen bit um, James Sands obviously we have to 
give our thoughts on him. Uh, started the game, as we said, very surprised that he was in the lineup, but happy to see it. Um, how do you think he done last night yourself? I thought he did no bad, mate. I don't think you can judge him full on, as I say. I think he kept his position well, and I thought he got, he got involved as well. Um, I think it was with him and Johnny Hayes, I know he mm-hmm. gave up, he got, you know what I mean, he gave him that wee hobbit something back, so I like that. But overall, I don't think he did anything too impressive, and I don't think he did anything too negative. Um, I think it's just going to take him a wee bit of time to get uh, to get in it. He may be one that starts the, the Friday game as well which would be good to get him back to back. But I think it's going to just take a wee time for him, as I say, coming for a different league, where it's probably not as aggressive and as um, intense, maybe. And it's mm-hmm. a bit soft, let's, let's be honest. You know what I mean? When you watch the highlights back, package. But um, I, it's, it's going to take him a wee while. But what I've seen for him, he, he did no bad last night for me. Considering, the, obviously, the full team was was poor. There isn't one player on that pitch that I could really hold man up and say, you've let they get over like a five. Uh, last night so in terms of that like with James Sands um, he'd, he'd done alright considering the standards to be honest with you like, um, tough game as as always to go and, go and play in as your first start away to, away to Aberdeen it's going to be tough but um, he knows what he's in now like he's got his first taste of it. that's a, a big taste to get for your first time same age as me and yourself so a young guy coming over to America as well. It's going to be tough for the guy when you look at it like that. Um, but I, I'm excited to see him, and I really hope he kicks on. And this is a guy that can improve at 11 because what I'm going to get on to next is the transfer sort of dilemma. Like we've looked how many transfer windows now? About three since we've done this podcast here, four uh, transfer windows. And um, I, I just I've got me thinking. We've seen stuff on Twitter. We've, we're not signing quality players to go and improve our team. Um, we're signing players that can come in to the end of the season, then we'll sign them, or we're signing pre-contracts to come in and uh, and 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 play a part in the future. Like I want somebody in specifically in this window, like a right-sided uh, player, because last night Scott Wright for me, going back to his obviously his his former club and all that, you would think he would want to impress, and I just don't feel that he's there yet to be the, the guy that starts out in the right is first choice. Um, I think he should be playing second fiddle to somebody that can come in with an instant impact. We've got the money there. Surely we have the money there to go out and buy somebody real quality uh, to go and challenge and cement our place at the top of the table because it just feels like we've just stood still in the past few transfer windows. I mean, we're signing, like, obviously, Kemar Roof, Phila Holander, Aribo and all that, like, Last season, season before, but um, in in the window in the, end of the summer, who did they sign? Uh, Sakala obviously has improved the squad. I feel oh. he's a he's a breath of fresh air to have around the squad. I'd say that's maybe Fair one off. of the exceptions, but it just seems like we're signing bit part players every window. No, it sounds like well, I agree with you, mate. As I said to you last night, I, Scott Wright for me is a he's a guy that's got still a lot for me to improve on. Um, I don't think he's a real good player. But I don't think he's first team starter for me. I do think he's maybe again a guy, as I said, to come in, live at home, the cup game on Friday, maybe to come in and try and impress and that kind of role. But um, for myself, I'm, I'm on board with you. Um, it feels like we are signing players um, that aren't really, no first team. I mean, Kimar Roof could, 
could do a job in the first team. I like Kimar as that striker coming off the bench and doing the business that way. Sakala as well, he's still can improve. But I know what you're meaning. That big money marquee signing, similar to what Ryan Kent was at the time, a player that it's a statement that says, right, nah, this is us laying down that we are we are going for it and we're going for everything. Um, I don't think the club have done that yet. And as I said to you, I can't see it this window, but I'm hoping in the summer. And we get that right-sided sorted and we get the goalkeeping sorted. As I said to you last night, I don't feel McGregor will be um, the keeper next season. And I, I can't see McLaughlin or um, Robbie McCrory being the goalkeeper. And um, I do feel that like the keeper and, as you said, the right-sided attack needs to be, be improved, definitely. And as I say, I mean, we're seeing all these rumours with, with players for, as you say, the Dutch league and whatever league. I just want somebody to be signed that is a marquee signing, somebody that, Maybe has a bit of a name to him, but I don't I know. I feel that like that Scott Olsen guy that we've kept on talking about is that kind of signing you want yeah, to make. Right. Like he's 22-year-old, obviously, uh, young, Danish. Like Get him for like a bigger fee. Like that looks like kind of one of the ones that you would be excited at coming in. No, definitely, but that's what I'm saying. Nowadays in football, you can't be scared to spend money. I mean, obviously, it's important to make sure everything else is sorted and what have you so that you can spend the money, but I just feel that like the club sometimes are a bit hesitant to maybe splash the cash after the signing of Ryan Kent. Have you obviously you could say Haji? What was Haji? Like four, three million. Then you're looking at Ryan uh, Kimaru. Sorry, he was. But I can't even remember how much. Five Kimaru million was. or something. Five million. So I mean, they're making signings at that mark. But I'm like, come on, guys. At the potentially what we could potentially have next season, as you say, Champions League football. I think that with that kind of money, you need to be signing a player. Um, I mean, if this club are asking for about five, six million. I just pay it or it's whatever they're wanting. Let's be honest, this is then, the biggest transfer window we're going to have. This like for now to the end of the season is massive because yeah. of what awaits us at the end. Like, we're in a mm. proper, proper title race now. Like we need to improve. Like, the team across the other side of Glasgow are improving constantly. So why can't we constantly improve? Like do you know what it is? It, it's clear to see that we need. I'm going to do it for you right now, Jack. I'm going to end your anxiety right now. Don't worry about them. We do not think about them. They do not end our mind until we do the review for them on the podcast for the upcoming game. I just keep my mind on us, and I just think right now that we need to definitely make signings that improve the team. But I just also feel like we need to just keep the faith. Let's not do that. Let's not look across to the other house. Let's focus on our house. Um, and at the moment in time, I just think it's a wee bit, uh, just a wee slip for last night. I'm not going to panic about it. I want Joe Abel back. Like as I say, it's clear as day, Jody was the best player on the team, and uh, player of the season, obviously. But that right hand side needs to be sorted. And I just think it's a lot of fashion in there. You play Kent, uh, Morelos, and Fashion up front with each other. I mean, look at Fashion when he came on last night. He was actually one that looked like he was going to try and do something. Cedric never yeah. got enough minutes. I hate it for Cedric. It happens all the time. The guy only gets the last 10 minutes or the last three minutes or something. He never gets, uh, maybe the start of the second half to improve himself or what have you on the team. Um, so I definitely I do I do feel like the this window and the following window are going to be massive, and Gio's going to bring the players in that, that he wants in. As much as I don't I don't want to give up on Katic, if the manager thinks to himself he's not going to fit in my plans, and fair play, I do want to see that. Um, I would love to sign that Dutch centre half boy that we've been linked with, but mm. obviously we've got the big man coming in, and um, which I'm happy about. Um, I'm over the moon with him coming in. Really have suited in the team. So as I say, mate, we just need to. Focus on ourselves, but I just don't want the club to be stingy when it comes to money. Do you know what I mean? Pay, no. pay the fee. If we have the chance to get Champions League, man, you have to go all out for it. You have to go all out to get it. 
guaranteed group stage Champions League football, you have to go all out. Absolutely, I can't agree with you enough. The club need to spend money if they want to then receive that prize at the end of the season. Obviously, we've got a good squad as it is, but you can clearly see it's we need something. We need a player to come in. But it's always good for a team when a player comes in and it gives a, a whole new buzz around the place with, with the fans as well. Um, with the players in the club, it's just going to be good for the club. I feel to get somebody in, hopefully right sided. I mean, we've not had a right winger, a proper right winger that's going to start for us since Daniel Candias. Daniel Candias left in like 2019, so yeah. it's been an issue that we've had for a long time. I mean, we thought it was all right when we were playing Team Arbroath out there yeah. and that, but big up, obviously, Daniel Candias. But um, <laughs> it's, a, it's an issue that we tried to address with putting Hadji out there, it's not really worked for him out there. Aribo, obviously, when he goes out there, he could play anywhere and he'd be good. But you want him in the middle of the park. Kmar Roof, obviously, he's not a, he's not a winger either. So yes. we need somebody in there to to really improve us in that side. Because you look at the left hand side, Ryan Kent, like he's draw, like you can't drop him. Whereas the right side, oh, like, it's up for grabs. Who's taking it? Like we need somebody in there to cement that down. In my opinion. I uh, know, definitely. I was just about to say as well. Something I'm thinking about as well. I know we've said the right side and the, the keeper, but I also do feel like. I'm looking at midfield and all. I'm thinking to myself, it's a bit bare about Joe Aribo and say Kamara and Aribo starting to and then whoever plays with him. But at the same time, where's Ryan Jack coming back? I mean, there's a lot of well, a lot to be done for me with that middle. Oh. What what would be um this guy uh, will play in the middle? No dog. This I'll, guy will play in the middle. Do you know I'd take this him all play. day long? All day long <laughs> over anybody in the middle of the park. But um what was I going to say there? Uh, I can't even remember to be honest. I'm just in awe at the dog, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's an issue we need to sort out. Obviously, we need we need we need quality. We need to spend money. Um, and it's not an overreaction. I just think it's came more to our mind now that we need to, need to do it after last night. Um, but obviously, John Souter was was one that came in. Um, and he asked you the question: Would you pay, say, let's say? 250, 300 grand to get him in right now. Aye, definitely, mate. Because he's I, just going to get hate. I see that. An, an option that could work for Rangers is give them Simpson on loan at the end of the season and pay a fee for him. I don't see how that doesn't work out for both parties. I'm up for that. <laughs> I'm up for that. I'd do that. But obviously, I we secured the signing last Friday um, over the moon by it. And I feel that even though we got him for free, we didn't pay in for him. I think it's a guy that comes in and he's already premiership made and it'll improve the 11 in my opinion that's the kind of sign and I like to see that he's proven this season if you can buy his injury issues and all that he'll be a top centre half so hopefully when he comes to us whether it be next week or uh, the end of the window um, I think it'll be a good addition I know I think he's a tremendous addition to the team and I like that idea. We'll send you Simpson on loan to the end of the season. Tell you what, you can keep him in the summer as well for free. Um, I would do that definitely. Bring the big man in because I feel like he's just going to, you know, every time he touches the ball for his, the team he's playing for, he's going to get booed. You know what I mean? I think about the abuse he's probably going to get on social media and all for Hearts fans, so I don't think it's going to do the boy mentally. Any favours to the state of Hearts, I think you should bring him in. Um, he is going to add to our defence, by the way. Um, as much as I enjoy my boy Calvin Bassey playing at centre half, I do like to see him out left. Um, but I, it's, it's definitely going to be a massive for the, the squad in terms of somebody coming in who is experienced to the league. Um, all right, okay, the injury prone thing, what have you. 
But no, he's definitely going to bring a lot, lot to the side. And I just I feel for the boys' mental, as I say, the abuse he's probably going to get. No, nah, no, and obviously last night started off, obviously, at Tynecastle. We him so toxic sort of environment. Even if he makes a mistake and all that, the fans are going to get even more on his back now. So I think sensible that Rangers and Hearts both come to terms. They're holding out for a million for him. You're not going to pay a million for the guy and you're getting him for free in six months, let's be honest. Looking at it from a business perspective. So we can wait to the summer, obviously, to get him, but I'd like to also, get him in the now. Also, as well, he, he must be thinking as well, listen, get me over there now and I can add. And I mean, he, he must want to win the league in the, the cup. Do you know what I mean? He want, he, obviously, he will. If he, if he comes over, eventually, he'll have the chance to do that. But I mean, this season, if he, he can really come over and add quality outside to, to progress to those stages, man. No, I, th- I think so. I just think it makes sense to get ready. Um, Simpson, to be honest with you, it makes, would, makes sense. Bring Suter in, move Bassey back to left back. And then I think Suter or Hollander, so the two of them, obviously, if we didn't touch on Hollander, Jack, Roof, and all that, possibly going to be back for this game um, on Friday, if not definitely next week at home against Livingston. So obviously, it's. It's good to have these players back, of course, but you just want to see them don't get injured again because they add real quality uh, to the 11, obviously. And especially Ryan Jack, with the midfield issues and now this could be his time to really stamp an authority and show why he's still at the club because his contract obviously is out in the summer, I think. So um, uh-huh. it'll be interesting to see if he comes back into it. But obviously still in Albion uh, on Friday. Good time to bounce back for a, a difficult night up at Aberdeen. Um I was thinking about this obviously at the time. Like, I was expecting the, the team to be completely different, and we we're going to see players like, like Jack Simpson and like Stephen Kelly, even who was still here at the time, getting games. Obviously, he's away on loan now, but youngsters and that bit part players getting games. But I see Gio going sort of full strength now, to be honest with you. I just don't think he'll take any chances with it. Well, no, I don't think he was good. I was the same as you. I thought about maybe guys that are only getting game time and a bit of youth in there. Um, but I tell you what, I, I really do think he has to maybe get the minutes into some of the players, obviously, after after last night. Um, I think McLaughlin will start in goals. I don't know about yourself, but I've went with McLaughlin to start. Mm-hmm. No, um, I've went with him as well. Um, I've went with Tav to be obviously playing. I've went with... This is an interesting one. Boy, young boys just signed a new contract. I'm hearing all the rumours he's not back Man United and what have you. Um, I, I've went for King to start. I think that'd be a good game for him to start. I, I personally think... Goldson and King. I think it will have to be Goldson partnered with either King, Hollander, or Balogun. Well, um, I was going to say that I went with, with King good and to see him, Hollander, right? but maybe maybe it'll probably be him and Goldson. Um, I've went with my boy Bassi playing at left back for this game, but I wouldn't be shocked if Barisic plays it at left back. To be honest, ah, uh, yeah, Barisic. I know he didn't didn't do much wrong last night, but. Uh, either either or to be honest with you I just don't feel like Bassi will start the centre half this game um, yeah. if he's moved to left back that would be good obviously to get him back playing there but um, I am expecting McLaughlin Tavenier Goldson in either one of the three it would be nice to see Leon King it would be nice to see Balligan or Hollander back as well so I'm not too fussed about who starts in that position and then I see him in the left back as well with the midfield um, I think that's, that it's an opportunity to drop Kamara now um, play John Lundstrom in, the, in the deep position um, so you're you're in agreement. Lunch from starts. Either him no, or Sands. To be honest with you, like, um, no. Listen, I've went. I've went for Kamara to get dropped. I honestly see last night. I thought he was really poor cool last night. 
Yeah, I thought he was shocking last night. I, honestly, I feel so bad for Lundstrom. Lundstrom's in for me, um, and the only other change I would make is drop right and place a Cala. That's about the only other change I'd make in all. Maybe Cedric, maybe give Cedric and drop uh, a Fredo, but for me, Kamara last night was shocking. I mean, the majority of them were, but um, no, nah, he was so frustrating for me last night, Kamara. Um, I, I definitely, Lundstrom has to start this game for me. Uh, he can be that at times, but I think Lundstrom or Sands, I don't feel that we need the both of them on the park at the same time. I think the only sort of rotation I'm going to go with is Hajin Bakuna starting in the midfield. There is no need for us to play two defensive midfielders at home against Stirling Albion uh, in the cup, in my opinion. We need to go play as many attackers as we can. Get Bakuna in that position, the same as Hajji. Try and experiment a wee bit while Aribo's away and you never know what can happen. You might get something out of Bakuna that's going to show that I'll start him next week. Give a guy a bit of confidence to go and start playing football. So I see the two of them starting. Uh, Sakala, Morelos and Kent for me. Obviously Kent misses the game uh, at Livingston, so I think he's a dead set to obviously start the game. Right. So... Um, Maybe, uh, maybe that we uh, I seen the young lad. Obviously, we had seen pre-season that that was um, training with a squad. What have you? What's his name? Alex Lowe, isn't it? He might ah, be, Alex, you know, Alex Lowry. Obviously, Charlie McCann was on the bench last night as well. Uh, so, so I don't know. He might, he might go with some hanging, but I definitely think yeah. See if you don't play Cedric in this game, please. You've got to I, give him some minutes. I'm sorry, what's the point in recalling a guy if you're not going to? I think if the five subs. Oh no, sorry. I think if Morelos gets gets dropped uh, to the bench, Ayatin, Sakal, and Kent should be should be fine. But um, I think I don't know if Geo bag Ayatin yet to start the game. Um, Kmar Roof obviously can back off injury would be a nice one to see start the game. Oh, um, but I do think on the bench it will be. I'd like to see Tony Weston, Alex Lowry, uh, Juan Alegria. Charlie McCann I'd like to see all these guys involved with the game um, and, and put on the bench for the experience and also if the team can get the job done within I don't know the first 60 minutes we'll save a 3-4 up and then these guys can come on to the party it would be it'd be good to see them on uh, see what they can do with the first team so it's the ideal sort of situation for us now we can go and give players chances get into the next round of the cup hopefully and hopefully get back to our winning ways that we've expected under Van Bronckhorst No we have I've expected another Lambon cross, but it's, this game for me is massive. I really just want, I would, I really want to win a cup, as I've said to you, Jack. As, as much as the league is so important, and we'll take the league over anything, it'd be nice to have a double. And um, mostly we kind of do what we wanted to do at the start of the season, but I'd take the double. Um, I'd bite your hand off at the start of the season for the double, but um, no, for me, this game is massive, and you've got to play a mixture for me. I'd like to see some of the young lads get a run out and, and press and see maybe if Gio takes a fancy to him or not. Um, but also, I'd like to see, as you say, players like uh, Lundstrom, um, Cedric, and what have you, get some minutes because I do really feel Lundstrom's been hard done by, as I say, changing manager and what have you. Um, and he's only been brought on to maybe shoot up the game, see the game out. So uh, I think a full 90 for him would be fantastic. Maybe score one of the goals outside the box again, Lundstrom, that would be tremendous. Um, and there's a boy that you can fly over, Jack, that everyone who listens to this podcast or watches it knows does the business. I'm talking about CR Stewart. Get him <laughs> over. He'll do the business. Well, I, I hate to, to say for the, the Greg Stewart content this week, their game get postponed. So I don't know if there's been some sort of COVID outbreak in India for, for the both of their teams, but I, I don't think it's looking likely they'll all, be able to do all that. Them, all the more reason, Jack, to fly him over Friday, sign him on a wee, a wee couple of month contract. There you go, Greg. 
Welcome back. Well, he's buying the goals in. He's he's assisting. He might be that guy that we need out in the right or just buying the striker. So I'm not saying no. I don't as I say, cup games are massive for me now. You can you can underestimate hang with teams, as I say. I look at a lot of previous, I look at Leeds last season in the FA Cup and we played what was his name for the younger ways as Essex and we get we done. We had players like Rafinha in the squad and we still <laughs> didn't get through. It so can happen. Um, it's, a, it's a cup after all, it, it definitely can happen. Um can. That's why we can't disrespect the opponent, obviously, as as the team. We need to go out there and do our job, play our football uh, in front of a full Ibrox as well uh, for the first time since Dundee United, I think, at home. So it'll be good to obviously get back to the stadium as well, uh, see the players and all that. So I'm looking forward to the game. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a turnaround. I'm looking forward to obviously seeing the press conference tomorrow, coming out with Gio, see what he's got to say after the game. Uh, after the game's been gone a couple of days, looking forward to this one, transfer sort of rumours and all that, um, because there's a lot to now go on between now and the end of January. Um, aye, so we'll, we'll be eagerly anticipating that and uh, hopefully back to winning ways. Hopefully back to winning ways, Jack, but I think it's that time where we get on to the, uh, the most important things. Um, first off, we need VAR up here. Um, I, know, I was about to say it in all when we were talking about the Aberdeen game, but uh, that penalty is never a penalty, and if VAR was up here, it ruled it out. Um, and then the most important thing, um, Rangers have made a big marquee signing, um, as Ross Wilson would say, and uh, Harry Styles turning up to Ibrox to perform watermelon sugar. Ah, uh, well, I'll tell you something about Rangers. They know how to make money. Like, they know how oh. to make money. They just know how to go out and spend that money on the team now. Um, oh. Harry Styles coming to Ibrox playing in front of 50,000 I've already got my sister on to me to get tickets for it so I, I could possibly be in attendance at the gig um, but I, Harry Styles he's, he's chose who he wants to support in Glasgow he's a Rangers man I like him for that I like that he's now in Marvel as well so I, he's, he's an all round guy for me now I, I, seems like, I like him I like his music I dig him what about him I can't even say it now, but I I dig Harry Styles Rangers man. I remember they did was Frank Sinatra no play Ibrox back in the day. Aye, Frank Sinatra, Bon Jovi, I think as well. Uh, um, so I good, the good proper people. And by the way, they're related to each other, just so you know. Who? Frank Sinatra and Bon Jovi. What? Aye, I'm telling you, I think he's. he's I can't remember, but they two are related. Google it. If I'm I'm wrong, I'm I'll, wrong I'll look it. I'll look it up after we're done here, and we'll see. Frank, but Frank Sinatra's my kind of guy, anyway. I love Frank. We bit of Frank on fly me to the, you know what I mean. Love a bit of Frank Sinatra. Well, what are, what are we in the off? But then answering your first question, there, VAR in Scotland, I think I it would be it would be good for everybody. It would be good for every team. It's not going to benefit. If if we want to go and get VAR, it's going to be ugh, there's going to be grumbles about it. But for everybody, it's going to benefit the game. Like, you see the standard of the refereeing up here. Not just only that game last night, but. All over games of football in Scotland, it's it's really really poor compared to everywhere else. So the assist listen, to the, Jack, the referee would be great. Listen, see if you're not that great a referee or a linesman, you know what you can do. You can go and be a politician and be in charge of a, a politician group. So uh, I, so I, you can you can always nah, do that. that. But no, definitely get VAR up here. That's all I'd say. Because um, nah, that wouldn't have been a penalty last night. Definitely. But um, is that us? Is that we wrapped everyone up? Um, I would say this is all golden. There's a Harry Styles reference for you. 
<laughs> right, aye, that 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 will be it. No, I think this has went too far. This part of your podcast, but um, aye, definitely. Yeah. Aye, as always, if you could like, subscribe, uh, and share about for us, very much appreciated. Um, give us your thoughts, obviously, in the Aberdeen game, a poor result for everybody around. How did you feel about it? And how are you looking on a still in Albion? Who do you want to see in the team as well? Let us know on Twitter uh, and in the comments of this video. So uh, until next week, we'll see you then. <laughs>